The wait is over. That's right. Season 5 of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. You will drive us. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. Come to Dallas. Come to Minneapolis. Buy tickets to Vancouver. Buy tickets to our late show in Austin. There's another show in New York City at the Palladium, formerly known as the PlayStation Theater in Times Square. Just buy tickets to our show, whoweekly.us. We're going to keep doing There's this every day. There's another show in L.A. We sold out a show in L.A. and add another one. And if you don't buy tickets to that one, I don't – this is for you. I mean <laughs> – This is for you. I mean, it's for us. Let's not pretend like this isn't for us. <laughs> we made all these jokes before. Whoweekly.us. Bobby's already tired of promoting the show, little as you know. <laughs> it's just the beginning. It's just the beginning. Speaking of just the beginning – this isn't actually just the beginning. Exclusive. Actually, I like the splash image headline more, which was, yeah. look away, Chloe – Exclusive. <laughs> Kylie Jenner and Jordan Woods reunited. Billionaire enjoys dinner. I, I, billionaire, billionaire enjoys, enjoys dinner enjoys with her ex-BFF four years after Tristan Thompson cheating scandal ruined friendship and let the let the Kardashians God, fuming. has have you ever felt older than that was four years ago? Like that I feels like yesterday. Like it's literally been... <laughs> Googled when was the Jordan when? Woods red table talk? Because <laughs> you didn't believe that it was four years ago. Do you remember ago? the month? You're gonna die. No. It's not just four years ago. It's over four years ago. The Red Table Talk was in March 2019. That's an impossible month in an impossible year. I'm just going to ask you straight up. Okay. Did you sleep with Tristan? Never. Got it. Never a thought, never a consideration, never happened. And never will I. And that's why I'm willing to, take to be put up to the test. Right. Attach me to a lie detector, whatever it is. I need people to know the truth. And more importantly, I need the people involved to know the truth. We were still a year away from the pandemic yeah, when we that happened. We had no idea. We had no idea that like, I remember I was on a plane, I think. Were we? I was on a plane when this when that happened because I watched plane? it on a plane. I don't know what I was doing, but I was on the a plane. The Red Table Talk? Yeah, I watched it like on a plane, like while landing or something. Well, I remember looking four at years it ago. while I was waiting to get off a plane. I was like waiting in line to get my bag and watching the Red Table Talk, hoping that nobody would see me watching the Red Table Talk. This really did kind of make me gasp. And then I was gasping and then Timmy texted it to us like while I was in the middle of gasping. And then I was like, and then I felt weird about gasping because this family should really no longer make me gasp. And yet they still have I the know. ability to make me, da- me gasp. I then know. my next question was like, the Kardashians, for the most part, when you... When you think about the family as like their very like insular, tight family unit, and you leave out the wild cards, aka the men they date, like they're so controlling and manipulative and like a perfect little, perfectly knit little unit. It's the men that sort of make things unpredictable and crazy. I I just read this and wondered, like, are they only showing us this friendship because they want us to see it? Like, have Jordan and Kylie actually been okay for the past four years? Like, I don't know. Like, they're just so good at manipulating us. <laughs> they make you us. feel a little crazy. Yeah, I, just like, I, this, is this to real? me is really giving, like, plot line for the new Hulu show. Kylie doesn't really have one. Here yeah. would be a good one. Let's, like, get back together. Jordan really has had, like, a glow up since she's with this guy that she's been with forever at this point. 
like l- almost three years or something. Cause she's like, a successful entrepreneur herself now. She kind of like did her own thing. She like kind of independently became somewhat of an influencer without Kylie around. Kylie's kind of like, she's still cool, but not as cool. Like they're really, it, no. they're, I think there's like, I think there's definitely like a financial gain to be brought by having these women like be friends again if they were ever not friends in the first right. place. Also, like the Chloe of it all feels also very like distant past because what's crazy is that Tristan and her are like vaguely back together and she's now since had another kid with him. So it's almost like mm-hmm. it it's didn't like it doesn't ma- matter. It doesn't matter. It and doesn't matter. to me, it just screams TV show plotline. I mean, let's just not forget until they don't have a TV show anymore. All of this just feels so not real. Will they me. ever not have a TV show? I can't imagine a world where they don't have a TV show. I don't know. They're going to be, I mean, there will be cameras on their colostomy bags. You know, like this is, this is just never going to end. Cameras on their colostomy bags. <laughs> like the angle. <laughs> That's like that's what that's what Kim and Courtney will be mad about having matching colostomy bags. They'll be like cameras like hanging next to their colostomy <laughs> bags, like the battery. You know what I mean? Like they'll be like, here's my colostomy, just... here's my camera battery. <laughs> <laughs> but... Wait, we haven't we need to wait to get to the the like Dolce and Gabbana of it all. We have that later in the show. Don't ask. I mean you oh. will here. So Bacelli, could... the Bacelli of it all. I know. Well, do you want to just do it now? Quickly, it goes into it. Let's just do it now because then we can get the Kardashian stuff out of the I way. Know. A fight has never been more absurd than this one, I really have to say. It really is. It's amazing to me that they can now, what, 100 years later that we've had them in our lives, like still kind of surprise me with the pettiness of their arguments, which is now like both of these women had Dolce & Gabbana themed weddings. First of all, Dolce & Gabbana, aren't they like anti-Semitic? Like they suck. Like they, they were canceled for a good reason. Look, if, if you say it, then yes, I believe it. No, they but must I mean, be what, anti-Semitic. <laughs> it's not like they came for me. I'm just saying like, wasn't there an incident where they were? Like they are bad. They suck. Everything. There's a website called out.com. I know there's a website called out.com, but there's a, <laughs> there's a headline, A Brief History of Dolce & Gabbana Being Racist, Sexist, and Homophobic. They so suck. I don't have to read this to assume that they've done something wrong, okay? I'm they've just saying to wrap, to wrap yourself so tightly around these men who, like, honestly suck, and the aesthetic is boring, and both of them had these, like, gothy D&G weddings, right? Which, by the way, Kim is no longer married, so I don't think... I don't know if your wedding gets to like stand its ground if it doesn't exist any if it like was <laughs> if the marriage if the marriage that it formed no longer over. exists. <laughs> right. And so but I will say it gave one of the best Kim clips in a long time, which is her saying like, I was living the La Dolce Vita lifestyle long before you. Who performed at my wedding? Andrea Bocelli. Who performed at Courtney's wedding? Andrea Bocelli. You stole my wedding country and my wedding performer. Andrea Bocelli is my favorite male singer of all time, but I'm copying her Dolce Vita lifestyle. You said that this is like a very absurd fight. Like, you know a fight is absurd when Andrea Bocelli's son, yes. whom you've never heard of before, has to mediate. This is how it gets He has to mediate. Matteo Bocelli, who I've never heard of, who is also a singer like his dad, comes in and is like, girls, 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 there's enough of my father to go Calm around. down. <laughs> and me, I'm another one. <laughs> we got a call from an Italian person that was like, you're, it's okay to make fun of the accent. Go for it. Oh, we did? So I was oh, like, oh, okay. That changes everything. <laughs> uh, 
I won't do it. Actually, I feel bad about doing it. But Matteo you Bocelli. You literally made Mario Kart sounds last time. I think you've already crossed the line. God. Okay. Matteo25 told People the spat was, quote, funny and expressed his wish, wish that Kim and Courtney might eventually become more amenable to, quote, Ladies, sharing. ladies, break Di- it up. <laughs> dynamic duo. Over the, wait, that's a, that's a caption. He added, quote, it's quite a funny to think that two sisters were arguing because of my father and his performance. As my father said, for other weddings, I'll be available. I'll be free and I'll be super happy. <laughs> As for his personal Nobody interactions with the Kardashians. Nobody wants Matteo Bocelli. We want your oh, father, do. Andrea. We don't want Matteo. He is hot. I'm obsessed He's with hot. Matteo. And, and you know what? It's he is hot. You 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 wonder like what's this guy promoting? LOL. And then you click his Instagram. He's it's promoting music. his album that comes out in two months. Yeah, obviously. Of he's course, he's an it. epo baby. You know, his daddy was like, "Go promote the hell out of that thing, honey." This is an epo yeah. baby who's like living the most authentic, most but like just like wonderful nepo baby lifestyle. He's like, yeah, my dad's literally Andrea Bocelli, and yeah, I'm gonna sing to buy my album. This is a question actually that I have for you. Hmm. Is it Nepo Baby? I understand that his name is last name is literally Bocelli and that counts. But is it Nepo Baby when it's singing? Because like he really can sing. Like if he couldn't sing, it's he Nepo couldn't... Baby if it's leg up. That's I know, it. but I'm just I'm just saying like it's one thing if you have all these actors who like are like Nepo babies who can't really act, but like the, you know they're just more about like getting in the. There's a lot of actors who can't act, but I sure. feel like if you can't sing, it would be very obvious, and there's really no way that nepotism could help you sing. No, but it helps you get a record deal. Plenty of people can sing and they don't get record deals. I know. Okay, that's fair. Okay, true. I'm just, I, I just am more impressed by the fact that he can sing. And he can sing like pretty well. Did you hear his like so- his song? Yeah, he's fine. Yeah. straight to my soul. Tear me to pieces and make me feel whole. I'm willing to fight for it and carry this weight. But with every step I keep questioning what is true. He's young. He's like 25, too. So There was this article about where he went on the Late Late Show and and the viewers were distracted by by him during the family performance, they said. Who is that? Because he was so cute. He was just so cute. They said, who is that? They said, Andrea is over. Mateo is in. God, it's giving pun at square. But it's like, it's funny how much they do look alike. Mateo okay, and Andrea. You, is that what you were going to say? Yeah. And then you stopped yourself just, and then you just I said was just it. like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever said in my life. So just ignore that I said it. it. Is. But it yeah, is. Matteo um, Bocelli. Matteo Bocelli, who said, ladies, ladies, break it up. I don't even know if he has an Italian act. He might be American. Dear like, Kim Kardashian. No, well, actually, this was this was Andrea. Andrea issued a statement on Instagram that's really funny. Dear at Kim Kardashian. And at, I don't have to do the accent anymore. That was so stupid. Kim called him her her favorite male singer. I was like, okay, male singer, male voice or something. Male vocalist. I was like, okay. He said, dear at Kim Kardashian and at Kourtney Kardashian, I'm so flattered that you both love my voice. And I'll always be happy to sing to you. Who's your favorite male vocalist? Is it Sufjan? No. Ew. Oh, my God. No. Who is my is favorite male the vocalist? Nas- is it know. the national guy? Mm. Mm. I mean, it? if it's if it's my favorite, if it's my favorite, mm, that's really hard. I actually can't answer that. That's so really hard. It's not Sufjan Stevens. I'm like mad at you for saying that. <laughs> is it Andrea Bocelli? <laughs> it's not Andrea Bocelli. Oh. I really don't he has know. He's the voice of an angel. I don't know either. I don't, I don't know why I'm at. I'm you want to know something really embarrassing? I was looking at Spotify playlists, and you know, like when you sound hound something, and <laughs> I still sound hound. I don't Shazam, and I have this setting so like when when I sound hound it, Wait, you it, sound hound. 
It's better than Shazam. What is that? Oh, I don't even know what that is. I just because Shazam's, Shazam's on your phone automatically. Oh, well, I, I don't know. know how to do it. I've been doing. I, I'm, a, I'm a creature. Of habit. I know. When I understand. You, when I sound hound, you're something, still scrobbling. I'm kidding. It, you're not scrobbling. <laughs> what I scrobbled for so long. It gets added to a Spotify playlist automatically. It has. It's like integrated, which I actually like. Yeah. And I was opening up Spotify to see like who is my favorite male vocalist. I don't know. And I was and I saw a recently added song to the top of this playlist. And I was like, oh, what is I it? Fucking that you scrobbled. Hounded it over the weekend. Yeah, sorry, not scrabble. In a cab on the way to Tyrock, No Air by Jordan Sparks. <laughs> oh, I love that song. It's so good. And I couldn't remember who sang it. And then it came up on the screen and I was like, oh it's my Chris Brown. God. It's Chris Brown and Jordan I Sparks. Know. Yeah, it's kind of a cursed duet because of Chris Brown, but I it is know. one of my favorite songs. And a friend of mine, Jeb, and I always dream about doing it karaoke together. I think one time we did, but it might be a lost memory. Maybe I like me- I like brought up the memory because I want to do karaoke with him so badly. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. Brandon Flowers. <laughs> oh, that's the answer. It's Brandon Flowers. Yeah. Okay. Fame makes a man take things over. Fame lets him loose, hard to swallow. Fame puts you there where things are hollow. Fame. You know how everyone's throwing objects at um, musicians who were performing on stage for them? Yeah, I like hate it. I'm like so bored of the narrative. It like needs Lotto to Lotto is not going to take it anymore. Lotto actually, I think this this is acting as a kind of like um, turning point in this like, LOL, let's throw things at celebrities, whether violent or nonviolent. Mm-hmm. And Lotto was like, please stop fucking doing that. Like Lotto yelled at the crowd in a way that was like, this if is If you handed Lotto a wheel of brie, you would <laughs> you, would you would suffer not, the consequences. You would you would not be happy after that. She would let's, not be happy either. Let's just put it one let's just put it one way. You're not swallowing that brie, but it's going yeah. up something. You know, like it this is this is going to <laughs> so be she a said, problem for you. I have to if play somebody the threw something at her and she said, "You want your ass beat? Throw it again." Throw it again. Throw it again. Throw it again. I'll beat your ass. But what's iconic about this is that she doesn't stop performing. Like the music doesn't stop. So she's like still dancing as she's yelling at the audience. Let's Listen to this. She reprimands to the beat, which is actually like pretty iconic. Lotto is as yeah, I think you can barely you hear Timmy that because she's like singing along. Lotto's kind of having a moment right now because she is the feature Featured. on the new yeah. Jump Hook song, which is actually like really good and also like the biggest yeah. song in the world right now <laughs> it's giving will we make in love on tuesday yeah and wednesday and thursday and friday <laughs> i was listening to them back and forth because i was like is this a craig david like interpolation and i don't no. think it is but it's, it's not it's vibey in the same way Inspired by Lotto is uh, Lotto's verse is I gotta say not my favorite part of this song, but she's doing kind of comedy in the video, which is fun. So okay, she's like doing her thing. I think she's what's cool. She's kind of defined herself enough where I know what she sounds like, which is mm-hmm. like honestly easier said than done. But I think that like this, we're kind of like we've her throw her threatening with like 
beat someone up for throwing something on stage, which is completely her right, is like, I feel like this is ending. This this trend is a, is dying. What do you think? I know. Okay, I, I feel like we glossed over this, but Jungkook was in BTS. I do feel like people oh, don't know. He's like really so know. famous. People don't know yeah, but Jungkook? Some people don't. I don't know. I want people who don't know to know. Yeah. That like when you see Jungkook, it's like going to be a thing. He went solo from BTS, which you probably do know was like probably the biggest Korean boy band of all time or the biggest band of all time now. Huge. Yo, what's up, man? On a Monday morning, you're yawning, and it's 11 a.m. Sun's blazing. Just picked up this tune yesterday from Craig David. It's called Seven Days. And I'm going to dedicate this one out to myself and scandalous MC and the rest of the Madafem listeners. DJ, when you drop it, just rewind and come again. Moving on. Rosanna Arquette crashed her car. <laughs> this was crazy. I, I like gave a little gasp when I saw this because I was like, oh God, what'd she do? Like what was well, happening Well, I was like, here? was she drunk? I, thought it I don't want to talk dark. about this. That this is dark. And apparently she was stone cold sober. So <laughs> she crashed in Malibu into this like shopping center, which actually Point people I feel like definitely Village. have been there. Yeah. It's like right off the PCH, I think. I recently rewatched Point Break and I was like, mm, look at all these areas. I was looking at the map. Every time they like mention like a beach, I'd like see where it was in Los Angeles. I was like, oh, that's kind of far. Oh, that's kind of close. I don't love that movie, but it is fun. It's a killer rush. Buddy, this is your fucking wake up call, man. I am an FBI agent. I know, man. Isn't it wild? They claim that Rosanna Arquette is, oh, by the way, she's fine and everyone's fine. No one got hurt. She's fine. She crashed her car into this like little store, but everyone th- everyone is fine. And they <laughs> the claim that so she funny. was she was trying to park, but then she parked into the car, into the house. Instead of backing out, she went forward and took out three pillars that support the roof. Yeah, they're like load-bearing pillars. When you look at them, you're like, that roof's going to collapse. It's funny that like... Yeah. The Arquettes are a little cursed, though. It's like hard to it's yeah. hard to see a, a headline with the Arquettes and not think something truly dark has happened just because we're like used to it. You know, yes. it's not yes. my fault. No, it's not my. It's I've not their lived fault through either. A lot of Arquette drama. You know, it's not their fault either. But I there's something funny about like you look at these photos of the car smashing through the pillars of Lily's Malibu at the Point Doom uh, shopping center, and it's like if you told me someone got injured. I mean, God forbid, died in these. These photos would scare the shit out of me. But simply because we know that Rosanna is okay and that she wasn't wasted and that no one got hurt, they're rendered completely hysterical. Like, car crashes, if they're not the cause of injuries or trauma, are really, really funny. Like, just visually, I mean, this is really funny. What's car, a car doing there? A car shouldn't crashing, be there. <laughs> crashing your car into a store is funny. If yes. no one gets hurt, including yes. you. Yeah. Like, the moment there's... There's injury, even if like all things being equal, this photo, just the photo. If it's I funny. knew that someone really got funny. hurt, this photo You'd would be say, scary. No, no, say, I oh, disavow oh myself my in this photo. No, oh, <laughs> the the reason I know that Rosanna's like back at home tweeting. I'm just like this is fucking hilarious. I this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. It looks like this fire department guy is just taking photos. I think all the Arquettes getting job. on the phone. Like what happened? <laughs> the Arquette family phone rings. What happened? Courtney's still invited. You know. Patty's like, do you need me to pick you up from Cedar Sinai? <laughs> Again. <laughs> you need a ride? You need a ride? Oh, I'll be my there. God. <laughs> Rosanna's the one who was, um, she's more of the 80s, 80s, mm-hmm. 90s. She was in Madonna. Who's that girl, right? She was like sidekick in that. Desperately Seeking Susan? Yes, definitely. That's what I meant. Desperately Seeking Susan. Can you name all the Arquette siblings? I know that one of them has has died, but yes, can you name them? David, mm-hmm. Rosanna, mm-hmm. Patty. Mm-hmm. Um... Who's the the one who sadly died? Alexis. Alexis, yes. R.I.P. 
Yeah, I think those are the only famous ones. There is a there's a Richmond Arquette who was I was seeing if you would remember who Richmond is, but I don't who think the Richmond fuck is that is famous. Richmond. Yeah, there's Richmond Arquette. You've definitely seen him. He's like been in some stuff. Because he looks like just enough like David Arquette to be like, is that David Arquette's brother? And it is. Wait, that's so funny that there's a Richmond. Okay, yeah. what's he known for? He's known for Zodiac, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, and um, in the movie Maid of Honor, he played Gary. With Michelle Monaghan and uh, what's his name? Dempsey? He played a heckler in Mank. Whoa, that's three Fincher movies? I guess he's good friends with David Fincher. Fincher must like him a lot. Fincher must like him. Funny things here. She's been in a lot of things that make her credits fun. It appears the quote, it appears the Nowhere to Run at Run Star also took out two additional support beams, which held up held up the building's roof. I'm and sorry, then another the one, Nowhere to Run Star. Yeah, she was driving, bitch, and she crashed into a store. They've called her the desperately seeking Susan actress. But you know what they didn't use in any of these stories? The Crash Star. She's a lead in Crash. Are but I think you it's confusing kidding? Because I think people, I think people don't use Crash as... A credit because they think they think they mean the other crash right they don't think they mean the Cronenberg movie about how car crashes make people horny she's in the crash movie that inspired mm-hmm. the the, the uh, Charlie XCX album yes. and the one that is where James Spader is horny about cars mm-hmm. the rapture and the rage of crash if James Spader could star as someone who is horny made horny by X horny for X and it would be believable. It would be believable. It's true. So w- in the ideal world, we don't have the other crash because it sucked. We have the original crash. And this this headline is like, crash star. Mm-hmm. She crashed again. Exactly. Crash, crash star, star. Roseanne Arquette crashes into Malibu. I didn't see this. I don't remember this at all. But when you search like Rosanna Arquette car crash, you will get a story about Tiger Woods being in like, when he was in a really bad car crash a couple of years ago. Remember that? He was in a really bad car crash, but obviously yeah. he survived. Yeah. People thought he was going to die. And it was in the middle of, um, it was early 2021. So people were very much like still talking about like January 6th was like very, Um, was weighing heavily on people, right? Including Rosanna Arquette, who if you've ever followed Rosanna Arquette on Twitter, you know that she's like a very loud, like Twitter Democrat, right? Twitter liberal. Like, we have to blah, 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 whatever. (laughs) I don't know. You know what I mean? I'm sorry, what? So you're saying she's giving Deborah Messing. Yeah, she's giving Deborah Messing. She's giving... Yes, exactly. Deborah Messing, Amber mm-hmm. Tamblin, right? Like, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Use this. Spread the word. Use my voice. Okay, so Rosanna Arquette says Tiger <laughs> Woods's crash is, quote, terrible, but, quote, democracy is in your critical condition. So she tweeted this thing that has since been, I believe, deleted. But she tweeted, terrible about Tiger Woods. He's in stable condition, which is good. I hope he heals well. But our democracy is on the verge of critical condition. So let's keep it on, keep on it, folks, to make sure it doesn't flatline, holding domestic terrorists and our government accountable for a start. So what she was saying here is like, don't worry about Tiger Woods. He's in stable condition. You know what's in critical condition? Our democracy. And people get really mad at her. This reporting says, quote, insane tweet, another said. A third added, Jesus Christ. Yet another chimed in, what? Some fans agreed with the Fault Fiction actress's sentiments, however. Quote, I agree. Don't want to sound rude, but that is all they reported on all day. I hope he is okay, but come on now. <laughs> Saying, Tiger is in stable condition, but you know what's in critical condition? Our democracy is like, 
it's Arquette behavior. It's just Arquette behavior. I'm David Arquette, and Tyler might recognize me from Scream or Never Been Kissed. And I'm Rosanna Arquette, and I don't know if he'll recognize me because I'm probably uh, before his generation. <laughs> Lindsay, what is Rakuten? Tell everyone. I use. I have Rakuten. I'm looking at it right now in my browser, but explain. You're good at explaining what Rakuten is because you love it. It's the smartest way to save money when you shop. Duh. No. It's. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what it is. But I'm. You're not. I'm not really telling you what it is. That's what it does. It knows where you're shopping. It says, "Here's how to save money." It gives you cash back for all types of stores because Rakuten is the smartest way to save money when you shop because members get cash back at over 3,500 stores across every category, including fashion, beauty, electronics, home essentials, travel, dining, and more. Your favorite stores like Dyson, Samsung, or Nike pay Rakuten a commission for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the commission with its members. That's you. Cashback is direct is deposited directly into your PayPal account, or Rakuten can send you a check. The choice is yours. Lindsay likes the PayPal account. I'm sort of into paper check. I like that idea. You can even maximize your savings by stacking cashback on top of other deals like store sales and coupons. So shop for everything from fashion to beauty, home decor to groceries, even kids' school supplies. You're already shopping at your favorite stores, so why not save while you're doing it? It's a no-brainer, and membership is free and easy to sign up. Get the Rakuten app now and join the 17 million members who are already saving. Cashback rates change daily. See Rakuten com for details. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Your cash back really adds up. Hi, this is Amy Poehler here to tell you about a new improvised show from Paper Kite Podcasts, the team that brought you Say More with Dr. Sheila. Check out our new parody podcast, Women Talking About Murder. It's a show about women talking about murder. Every episode features special guests, twists, turns, and the mystery of a missing co-host. Available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Can we move on to this next story, which you put in our like running doc on notes? And I was like, well, what's this? Why do I remember Josh Flagg? The more I read about this, like the funnier it is. <laughs> This is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. So I didn't know. We maybe have like glossed over it before, but in all of the kind of we talked about Josh Flag Flag. We've talked we've talked about his divorce last mm-hmm. year. He's the reality star from selling Manhattan or something. No, it's like million dollar listing estate, LA. Million dollar listing LA. It's like he's very like celebrity. If you know, you know. Like if you watch that show, you know. If you don't watch the show, you've never heard of him in your life, and you're literally like, who is this? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's mm-hmm. so night and day. He's one of those to me that really feels night and day because I don't watch that show, but I know people who really do and know a lot about him. So mm-hmm. he is recently divorced, but this story is really funny because all this Tory Spelling stuff has come up recently and most of it is pretty dark. Like the mold, the motel, the impending divorce. They even like talked to Candy and they were like, how do you feel like she's probably like definitely getting a divorce from her husband? Candy was like, thank God. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh my God, you're premature on that. Well, Candy is back really to being yet. team Tory. Like Candy and Tory were kind of on the outs for a little bit. And now it's like, well, Candy is... I think if Dean isn't involved, Candy pays for Tori. I think if Dean is involved, Candy says, I don't want to pay for you anymore. I think that's a good guess. 
I think that sounds I, just, pretty just believable. Just my guess. Yeah. Hi, guys. Hi, Candy. Hi, Josh. Hi. Listen, how's Tori doing? She's doing great. Yeah. Her and Dean are always breaking up and getting back together. Is this the real deal this time? I don't know. I love my daughter and I support her and whatever she does. Is this for the best, you think? I support my daughter. What can I tell you? Are you going to help bail out Tori financially? Of course, I will always be there for her. Yeah, always. in any way possible. Of you think course. this is a good idea, Josh? We're, yes. Yes? I think this is a great idea. You think this is going to last? I really hope so. Yeah, why? Because I think it's time for Tori that Tori deserves a really good life and I think that I think this is she's a fabulous girl. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Josh. So this piece comes out, this piece. This story comes out. Uh <laughs> This piece, this long form piece comes out in the New York Times. Just kidding. Comes on page six. It's an exclusive. It's an exclusive. We've got uh, July 15, 2013, 1216 p.m. by Eileen Reslin. And the headline is Tori spelling jealous of how mom candy spoils MDLLA star Josh Flagg. Also, you know, like you said, like he's very much of a, if you know, you know, celebrity. If you've heard of Million Dollar Listing LA, you know who this person is. The way I stared at that acronym with my like <laughs> MD, do what it looks like Madonna's album. It M- does. MNDNA. LLA. It took me forever to figure out that that meant Million Dollar Listing LA. Million Dollar Listing LA. So, here's the story. Tori Spelling, who is allegedly in financial trouble amid her split from Dean McDermott, is reportedly upset that her mom, Candy Spelling, is spoiling reality star Josh Flagg. Quote, Tori and Candy have long fraught mother-daughter relationship, a family friend told the Daily Mail on Saturday. But now, when Tori is feeling particularly vulnerable, with money being tight and her relationship with Dean in limbo, she can't help but be jealous of the attention Candy is paying to Josh. The insider also claimed the out- to the outlet that Candy, 77, spends a lot of money on lavish gifts for Flagg, 37, and trips abroad with him. However, a source tells Page Six exclusive that any claims, blah, 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 blah. Well, that's the context. That's why Page Six has this exclusive, because the Daily Mail says, oh, Tory's in dire financial straits. And meanwhile, Candy Spelling is traveling the world. She's like going to Venice with this guy. 37-year-old gay guy guy. (laughs) who's recently divorced and who is recently dealing with the death of his grandmother, with whom he was like wildly close. So he's like basically replaced his grandmother with candy spelling and i mean the daily I, mail says oh tori's jealous of her of him for for because candy is spending all of her money on him candy should be spending her money on tori meanwhile page six has sources who say mm, that's ridiculous josh pays his own way <laughs> she's like there's no way that's true i'm sorry there's no, there's way, that's no true. way josh there is no way flag that's with an l but if i was a 77 year old rich woman and my annoying daughter was like nah, 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 i'd be like <laughs> i'm going on i'm going to venice with my gay bff josh you know like that's fun let her let Candy like live her years in style, you know. You know, Candy leaves the L out of that name, and that Josh is living for <laughs> it too. Don't. Like, come on, I can't on. speak to it. I can't speak to that at all. I want to read Josh. So Josh is obviously very the photos of Josh with Candy. You're like, oh, but it's just like, oh, that's cute. Like, look at that guy and it's and his grandma. But no, it's guy and his really close old lady friend. <laughs> no, but I kind of think. 
as always, Tori is the darkness here. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I just feel like she's the darkness. Like, let your mother go on vacation with her friend. Is he a 37-year-old gay guy? Yes. Does that what does that matter? So am I. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you are. <laughs> okay, wow, you could literally be on vacation with Candy Spelling. Why aren't you? I wouldn't do that. I would do it. I would do it once. He's doing it repeatedly. I would try it out. I'd say, like, is it fun to go on vacation with Candy Spelling <laughs> if she pays for the whole thing? You would do it and you'd be like, that was the time of my goddamn life. I'm oh, no. going there's again. no way it would be. But <laughs> Hey, Lindsay, I'm quitting the podcast because I have to go travel the world with <laughs> Candy Spelling. You would say slay. <laughs> Honestly, say slay. slay. I, w- I would say slay. But listen, listen. So he's obviously very defensive over this because people are like speculating like, oh, he's she's his sugar mama, but like in a weird non-sexual way. And like, it's so weird that he's doing this and he's replacing his grandmother with this other old lady. So he wrote this long Instagram caption that I have to read the whole thing because it's just like... No, I love it. You're you're doing too much. People, it's Josh it really, Flag It one, really is saying too much. He's you Josh Flag much. One on Instagram, which is also like really sending me to space. Josh Flag One. <laughs> who's, who's, jo- who's Josh Flag without the one? It's giving forgot my passcode a million years mm-hmm. ago, you know? People always ask what the deal is with me and at Candy Spelling. Rightfully, by the way, <laughs> rightfully. That's my own editorializing. If you recall, yeah. I was extremely close to my grandmother, hashtag Edith Flag. Hashtag Edith Flag. I think we talked about this years ago because he yeah, had this we like, really close, kind of sweet relationship with Edith Flag. Okay. We yeah. traveled the world together. We were best friends. And I think she was also kind of a, a person on the show. I think yeah, like, she was. fans and news. She was. Okay, okay. When she died, like Andy was like, oh, Edith. Like it was a whole thing. Like okay, fans go. like knew her. And well, she was oh she was kind of an iconic like woman. Like she was like a like an MJ textile import. Yeah, she like invented remember she like invented textiles or something. Remember <laughs> that? We talked about this. She like imported like a certain a certain textile for the first time. She she discovered polyester. a type of polyester called crimpoline. Yeah. Crimpoline. Yeah. She was the first person to import polyester to the United States. Okay, great. She literally found the fabric while vacationing in Switzerland and was like, I need to import this. And she did because she's fabulous, you know? Okay. She crafted me into the man I am today. Well, I mean, we can Jewish. see. Um, she was the one I'd listened to when I heard the word no. She was the only one I'd listened to when I heard the word no. She understood me and loved me to, because of who I was and not despite. When my grandmother died, she left me with a lot of things, but I'd give them back. I'd give them all back for the chance to continue to have her as my best friend and travel companion. Wait, pause for a second. I feel like she probably left him with a lot of money. A lot I of money. I feel like he he can afford to pay his way, but I'll just we'll get back to that later. Yeah. We went to something like 70 countries together. She was the only person who was spontaneous enough that if I said, quote, let's go to Paris for the weekend, we'd be on a plane a few hours later. While Candy's not my grandmother's age, and she'd murder me for even implying it, she's become the Edith figure in my life, which is the grandmother figure in my life. I wonder if somehow Edith didn't send her to me. She and I now travel the world together. We shop together. And frankly, we just have tons of fun together. It's a privilege to call her my best friend. It also doesn't hurt that we are practically the same person. I'm lucky to have the strong role models like my grandmother, my mother Cindy Flagg, and Candy Spelling in my life. I love you all so much. So I hope everyone enjoys following our travels that we should call it Edith too. Wait, Edith too. So I hope everyone enjoys following our travels that we should call I don't get Edith that. too. I don't either. I still think she pays. <laughs> it's nice. It's just really fun. I think it's nice. I think it's nice. I think it's weird, but I think it's nice. And I think and I think Tori is probably like so mad because she's yes. always in distress, that woman. Always yeah. in distress, Tori Spelling. Yes. You Maybe know? he pays for his flight. Is your brother close with your mom? Very close. Is that interesting, isn't it? That the two of you have such different relationships. 
Yes and no. I feel like... Is that like a mother-daughter yeah, competitive I thing? Think, I always thought it was because I just know that a mother-daughter relationship is always a challenging or complicated one or can be. And then mother-son, they're always very close. I just feel like he's definitely been in these people's lives for a long time. And maybe she's just treating him like a brother and being annoyed, which would actually make sense because he's like kind of joined their family as That's brother. a good perspective. That's a good perspective. Right? That's a good way to relate to it. Where it's like, you know what? what I mean? Yeah. And also, he recently got the divorce. He definitely is in a place of his life where he's traveling around with a 77-year-old woman. Like, and it's fine, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. She goes okay, to bed at well, 6, and then he can go, like, hang out and be 37. I kind of love I kind of love that. He fires nice. up. He like fires up grinder around like six thirty. He's like, "All right, countdown." Candy's in you bed. know, <laughs> she's. <laughs> so is he. You know, the more I talk, the more I think about it. Like traveling with you Candy, love it. he's got a sleigh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> are you kidding? Sleigh. You go to you like shop all day. You go out to the most like like gorgeous dinner at five thirty. And guess what? You get a table because it's five thirty. <laughs> right. Okay, I get it. Josh Flag with an L. You got kind of a raw deal when your dad passed away. Sorry, I don't understand raw deal. Her father died, you know, obviously had a huge, huge, huge net worth. And he left her a very, although it sounds like a lot of money, it it ended up being a very, very, very small amount based on what he was worth. It's public what you inherited, right? Yeah. So if her father was worth hundreds of millions of dollars, she inherited $800,000. I think maybe your father did you a favor. As a woman that's kind, compassionate, hardworking, maybe you wouldn't be that if you inherited hundreds of millions of dollars. You wouldn't have the incentive. So I think I always would have had that drive. I'm built like my dad. What if he had given me 50 million? And what if with that 50 million, I had changed the world? Like, what if I... And the fierce hustler and businesswoman I am today, but with that. And do you think that would have been the case? Like, I'm just curious. Like, I, don't, I, I guess we'll never know. We could have had so many poodles and parachutes, you know, if we'd done that. We, we could have had parties. great parties. Exactly. <laughs> Christina Hall, I just want to read. This is so crazy. I don't know what's going on with this woman. Christina Hall what, shares what, secrets did to you, her, quote, Were you the one that wrote lifestyle. this? Yeah, Christina this. Hall is really losing her mind. Losing is that, mind. Did you write that? Okay. Exclusive, Us Weekly. Christina Hall shares secrets to her, quote, healthy lifestyle, colon, oh, quote, God. I move every day. This is not pegged to anything. This is not pegged to anything. It's Wait, just like photos. She get, like she gets out of bed in the morning. Like I don't yeah, really like, understand what this is supposed to be I go on the saying. Peloton. It's so condescending to say this, sorry, as like advice to people. Christina Hall may be a busy mom of three, but she still maintains a, quote, healthy lifestyle to keep her looking and feeling her best. Quote, I eat healthy and organize. I prioritize good facials and skin this woman care, and I do less IVs. Of a star. I she do a lot for my health because being. She has less star power than Margot Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> I do a lot for my. No, she's more interesting than Margot Robbie. Are you kidding me? I know she flips houses. You know, like, and she's good at flipping houses. Sorry, is Margot Robbie good at acting? The oh jury's God, out. Stop I do it. a lot for my health because you being haven't seen on, Barbie yet. <laughs> yeah, well, everyone who's seen Barbie, not one worse person saying anything about Margot. At okay, all. okay, it's, okay. You know, you I'm her. not being rude. You hate her. I eat healthy and I organize. I prioritize good facials and skin hair, and I do IVs. I do a lot for my health because being on and having energy is so important Who to me. Who asked? All 40 exclusively reveals in the newest issue of Us Weekly. There's no peg to anything. She adds that her secret weapon is simply finding time to, quote, move every day, no matter what her schedule looks like. This is maybe top three worst, most offensive types of celebrity entertainment journalism. When you yeah. just like talk to these people about lifestyle and they try to talk about like their insane lives in relatable wor- in relatable ways, like I'm just like you. I just do this. All you have to do to be happy and healthy is to like go for a walk. It's like it's so fuck weird. you. It's so it really condescending. Is. It's it like really you think we're so all idiots. Fuck you. Yeah. I'm I I hate this story so much. But I'm like, 
is Us Weekly going to her to get this exclusive? Or are they just like, is she, I, I don't really understand even what the point, we're calling this an exclusive, but it's ex- that she spoke to them exclusively and said the these phone. words that are the most boring and stupid words I've ever heard in my life. Mm-hmm. Well, she may not be running multiple miles these days. Hall, who is the lead of her own HGTV show, Christina, Christina on the, the Coast, Coast, and its subsequent spinoff, Christina, Christina in, in the, the Country. country. Sorry. Pick a location, Christina. <laughs> Pick a place. Christina, it's, it's the branding is bad. We don't know whether you're on the coast, you're in the country. If you have two houses, just admit it. You yes. Know? She has no plans to slow down anytime soon. Quote, I don't know how to be bored, she explains. I thrive in chaos and newness, mm-hmm. and I just like testing myself and thinking about what's next. Chaos. I have big goals for the next 10 years, and I'll be going very Chaotic. hard. Maybe I'll change in my 50s or 60s. We'll see. I cannot stand this person, and I cannot stand this type of coverage. Do you actually enjoy being on camera with me? Uh, The short answer is no. Um, (laughs) I'm hoping I get to that point, because right now, it's still a process. Moving on, I'm a little mad that we weren't invited to the Real Housewives of New York premiere party. There were other people in our uh, industry that I saw that were there. I don't really understand if our invitation is getting lost in the mail. Maybe it's getting drowned in the DMs. We do have a lot of DMs, but um, I really need, (laughs) I really do need people to step up and invite us to this party next time it happens. Okay. Real Housewives of New York star Jessel Tonk throws up all over the show's Ritzy's premiere party, comma, forced to leave early. <laughs> this shows the difference between kind of the new Housewives and the old Housewives. In the old Housewives, if somebody had puked at the premiere, it definitely would have been because of alcohol. This girly then is like, oh, I had a stomach bug. And I'm like, then get off the show. I don't want to see you then we'll on the, the show. Premiere. No, but I'm saying like, then I don't want to see you on the show. Then oh. like the casting is wrong. You know what I mean? If you this only want to see Countess, people with drinking problems? If dark. this was Countess Luann at the premiere of Housewives of New York, that puke. That puke would have been Cabernet. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. Incoming Real Housewives of New York City star Jessel Tonk fell ill at the show's ritzy premiere party Wednesday night and threw up, quote, all over the Rainbow, the room. Rainbow room. Multiple That's eyewitnesses funny. tell Page Six exclusively. She did it right on the carpet, one source shares, adding that she puked another time, too. Two additional sources tell... How many people did you ask about this? There's Two additional so sources many. tell us that tabloid publicist went to a private bathroom away from the bash and vomited into the sink. Quote, and before she looked you very ask, pale and wasn't smiling. Yeah. I was going to say, before you ask, this is written by Francesca Bacardi, who was like (laughs) the queen of page six. (laughs) She was definitely there, like asking around. Quote, (laughs) she was holding her stomach and had her hand over her mouth. She then stopped quickly and puked at the top of the stairs. It seemed to just be liquid and was absorbed into the carpet pretty quickly. Who gave that quote? (laughs) It seemed to just be liquid and was absorbed into the carpet pretty quickly. The next line is so funny, though. We hear Bravo PR had to direct attendees around the stained area. She'd flown in from Greece the night before and was running on no sleep. Absolutely no alcohol was involved. It could have really been a lack of sleep. I got to say, not to be like, you know, not to make light of uh, alcohol abuse, but if you're one of your stars of your new Housewives of New York reality show pukes and it's because they didn't get a lot of sleep, the casting is off. The casting is off. It's somehow more embarrassing. Like there was, it's like, it's like, you remember when I checked my tooth, how I have that cracked tooth? Yeah. I did that when I was sober, but I hated it because it's like, it would have been, it's more embarrassing that I did that when I was sober than I did that if I had been drunk. Like, I was just like, no, I just literally tripped on a crack in the sidewalk. <laughs> I don't even mean like it's a better story if you were drunk because whatever. It's just more like, now I'm going to watch this show. Mm, I don't know. I'm not that excited. I'd be more excited if she was wasted, you know? <laughs> but she's not. She's a busy mom of two. She just and a feels fashion bad publicist. or whatever. Yeah, she just like had a bad had a bad piece of fish or something, you know, boring. 
If I want to watch that, I'd watch myself. <laughs> I watched the opening of the first episode. I think I'm going to watch yeah. this show and see how it goes because I've actually heard some good things about it, but I don't know. TBD. I'm watching it. I'm very curious. Here's here's a couple of Jessel introductions that I found interesting. Just I'll play both and you'll tell me what you think. Jessel, the publicist, and she will remind you she is a publicist at all times. I joined Michael Kors, and the first thing he said to me was, I need last look in Vogue. Jessel's a good girl. Are we part of a girl group? Clearly we are. But sometimes Jessel say things you're like, I've had a popsicle stuck up my... <gasps> Is that Jessel just said that? Jessel, we'd like to see the freaky you. So her whole introduction, the reason I played that clip, part one, is that the introduction is she's a good girl. She's not crazy. She's not <gasps> wild. And when she does something crazy, we're all like really excited because she's so buttoned up. Okay. That's Wait, how she's news, introduced break, in the breaking show. Breaking news. Oh, no. Sorry, what? breaking news via Timmy. Ariana Grande, Dalton Gomez separated heading for divorce. Well, no shit. She didn't have a ring on when she was hanging out with Andrew Garfield. Yeah, but I'm just saying people were speculating and she clapped back and she was like, no. And then it turned out to be true. Damn, all right. Single Ariana Grande. It's going to be interesting. All right. Sorry. Back to this. We'll get there in a sec. Back to this. She showed up with like a whole new. She's blonde. <laughs> she's, she's got a whole new personality. She's not Elphaba. Face. Who is she? She's 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 Glinda. Glinda. All right. Here's another Jessel clip that I thought was funny. Her second introduction in the first episode of Real Housewives of New York City. Remember, this is the new cast. Real. Do you ever give us a break? <laughs> this chest smells like puke. Two babies. Give me that tequila bottle. One of her first lines in the show is, this chair smells like puke. I thought that was funny because her kids are messes <laughs> and they're barfing everywhere. Well, guess what? <laughs> so her thing is she's a fashion publicist and she's uh, married to a guy who seems also very rich. So I think she's independently rich, but she's married to a guy who also seems really rich because he owns a company called Phone Daddy based in Dallas, Texas. And when I saw that, I was like, I this guy's up. a multimillionaire. I'm sorry. Yeah. Phone Daddy based in, phone Daddy. in Dallas, it's Texas. It's literally like, I think it's just a company where like it tells you what what's the best phone deal to get. Yeah, best deals on used and refurbished phones. I know, I looked it up because I was like, phone daddy, it. that's pretty funny, like scrub daddy. On Hollywood Life, there was a like five things we know about Jessel Tonk, and it said, one of them is, Jessel has many interests. Jessel's hobbies are reading, photography, learning, traveling, and internet surfing, to name a few. This was written in 2023. Internet surfing. Same. I mean, same, honestly. You know, do people warn you and be like, there are going to be cat fights, there's going to be drama. Were you a little, a little hesitant? I mean, I knew what I was getting myself into. I, I did my research and I had seen a bunch of the shows and I had a long conversation with Andy about it and we talked and I was like, listen, just be yourself. Like, you can... I definitely got into it with some people. I definitely cried. I definitely had some moments that I was really surprised by. But I'm actually happy that I did it because I've been so safe my entire life in terms of all of my choices that, I don't know, this one wasn't so safe. Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it and how would it come in handy? This is what I'm asking myself every single day. Even if I'm not planning on going on a trip where I need to use a new language, I'm just like, my brain needs to stay alive. My brain needs to stay active. And there's only so many crossword puzzles I can do in one week. And that's why exactly. I just feel like putting my mind to the test would just be using Rosetta Stone to improve my language skills. And I'm always like idealizing. Oh, I want to learn Francais. So when I go to Francais, I can speak French <laughs> with the person in You go to Quebec. <laughs> but really, I'm speaking I'm speaking on a like dream level, which is also great. Use Rosetta Stone to learn the language of a place you're dreaming of visiting. But also, practically, it makes more sense for me to learn Spanish. And if I'm going to learn Spanish, I'm going to do it on Rosetta Stone. That's amazing. 
they've been the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users, and they have 25 languages offered. You have fast language acquisition because they immerse you in the language. There aren't English translations, so you really learn to speak, you listen, you think in the language of Rosetta Stone, and it has an intuitive process, so you pick up the language naturally, first words, then phrases, then sentences, which means it's designed for long-term retention. And the app has a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation, like <laughs> having a personal trainer for your accent. It's very helpful, okay? That was good, that was good. Thank it's, you. It's convenient. There's an amazing value. You can get a lifetime membership and just have every single language, all 25 languages you can have for your lifetime and you can just work through them as long as you're alive. That's kind of an iconic mm -hmm. goal to have. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Who Weekly listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash who. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash who today. We got new boots and I'm so thrilled. They're Tacova's boots. And you know why I'm so excited about getting Tacova's boots and why I was so happy to get mine why? in the mail? Because why? the girlies from Potomac went to the Tacova store in the most recent season of Real Houses of Potomac. And I was like, if Robin and Karen have Tacova's, I want Tacova's. <laughs> Well, I have a good reason, too, because I've been doing a bunch of line dancing and I didn't have any cowboy boots. And so I got my Tacovas. Oh. And let me tell you, the difference it makes to be dancing in cowboy boots, huge. On the line dancing huge floor. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. So you can really smack the floor and swing around. You need cowboy boots. Yeah, I didn't get cowboy boots. I got Chelsea boots, but they're great. They're brown. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see them. They're just, I like taking them on and off. They're so lovely. They're kind of a beautiful leather. They're beautiful leather. Well, they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. They've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. It's true because cowboy boots can be a little bit hard to mm -hmm. break in. Yep. You know? Yep. Mine, I was swinging around, no pain. <laughs> no pain. And Tacova's is Western to their core. They offer a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples like trucker jackets, the perfect jeans, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it. They'll get you outfitted. They believe in Western for all. And you can feel that when you go into their stores. When you walk in, you'll be greeted like family. I saw them do it to the girlies from the Real House of Potomac. It seemed like they were being greeted like family. You'll be offered a boot shine and a drink. Yes, even the hard stuff if you prefer. And you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. But if you can't make it into a store, Tacova's delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacova's.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. I love my Helix mattress. I love my Helix pillow. What else is there to say about Helix? I freaking love it. <laughs> what when I sleep on other beds, what is there I else get to mad. say is that I come back to my bed and I'm like, this is the bed. This is the bed. And it's honestly spoiled me for other beds. And I don't like traveling sometimes because I'm like, this is not my bed. Where's my bed? I want I've my bed. It, I've made it. It's, it's my special bed. It's my special mattress because it is a mattress that is made for my body. Mm -hmm. I took the Helix quiz. It told me which Helix mattress to get. And that's the one I got. And that's the one that I love. And that's yes. the one that I will not stop mm -hmm. using because it's the best mattress I've ever slept on. Mm -hmm. The mattress is so good that when we got it, my cat Winston became obsessed with it. And now he's on it all the time. And I'm no like, way. you have to move because no I way. need to sleep on the bed. It's my bed. It's not your bed. Wow. He's obsessed with it. It's wow. irritating, actually. Wow. He likes okay. the Helix Rude. so much. So rude. Everybody is unique, and I mean everybody, two words, because everyone sleeps differently, their bodies are different, and that's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific seat positions and feel preferences. 
I'm a side sleeper slash stomach sleeper. Some people are back sleepers. Some people are exclusively side sleepers. There's a Helix mattress for all of you. Not only is the Helix the best mattress I've ever slept on, it, the setup was fast and easy. Their mattresses are delivered in a box and straight to your door. You just open it up and it like kind of like blows back up at a, after it comes out of the plastic and you put it on your bed and it's amazing. Plus, Helix mattresses all come with a 10 or 15 year warranty depending on the model. And if you don't want to take our word for it, Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash who. That's helixsleep.com slash who. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. I actually was lying when I said that my favorite story of the day was the one about Josh Flagg with an L. It's actually... the third story of the day. The story uh, about Taylor Kinney's Taylor last Kinney. social media post being flooded with supportive messages. <laughs> I got a little distracted because I saw they announced The Golden Bachelor, who's 71, and I actually was going to be mad if The Golden Bachelor was like under the age of 70, but I'm really happy that he's 71. Do you know about this? Old Bachelor? No. His name's Jerry. Jerry Mm-mm. Turner. He, they're doing old they're doing old Bachelor. He's a widow. And Oh, so widower. it's like an old guy. Yeah, he's 71. Are all the women old? The senior citizen spin-off series. <laughs> senior citizen spin-off series. So all the all the women Anyways, are old or all the women on young still? It would be funny if all the women were in their twenties. No, that's my question. Like, I wouldn't put no, past they're ABC. They're older. No, they're old. They're, they're old. Age? They're old. They're old. They're old. Sorry, I didn't want to break away from your favorite story of the day, but I just laughed at this reveal of this old guy as Bachelor. He's a retired restaurateur. That's very Sex in the City. You mentioned that Ariana Grande and Dalton Gomez are separated, heading for divorce because Timmy sent us the TMZ I know. tweet. You didn't say Timmy's follow-up text, which was, "She's defying marriage." <laughs> that's very funny, Timmy. That's very t- funny, okay. Timmy. This story from Hello Blonde Magazine. really changes a woman. She went blonde and she really I was going to say, when you go blonde, do you feel like a new person? Yeah, she can't relate to him anymore because she's blonde. What was he, a real estate agent? Yeah. What's yeah. going on with Taylor Kinney? She was, remember, okay. she met him because he was like showing a house that she like went randomly went right, to and was right, like, right. you could be my husband. Well, I was like, something's up because it's like, she's, there was something like uh, Bowen posted like a photo with Ariana uh-huh. that was like, and Ariana was like, uh, you're my favorite, like one of my favorite people in the world. And it's like sort of like, oh, you're making new friends who are really, really fun. Like, where's your husband? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm, I mean, I was sus about that because I was like, okay. That oh, you're hanging really with could... Andrew Garfield? Mm-hmm. Well, I was like, that could be read like that, but it also could. Like, you're yes. I mean, it turns out that exactly what it that's exactly what it was. Well, it's She's just like, oh, on... you're hanging out with really cool, movie. funny New York people. It seems like you're entering your fun, fun girl era, a.k.a. you're you left your husband not hanging out with husband (laughs) right well she's on set with them and now because of the strikes they're all just like going to Wimbledon like hanging out with like Jonathan Bailey and like Andrew Garfield my two girlies you know it's so funny to like different versions of strikes so you've got like the like upper echelon of actors who are like the strike's my time to go to Wimbledon the other ones are like well I have to go to the I have to go to the picket line and um, I have to get another job uh Right, I'm gonna start driving an Uber, and Ariana Grande's like, I get to go to Wimbledon with Drew, with Drew and Johnny. <laughs> oh yeah, it was with Jonathan Bailey. Okay, Chicago fires Taylor Kinney's last social media post is flooded with supportive messages. So this took me a really long time to figure out. I think you put this in here, and then I was like, wait, what's going on? So 31 weeks ago in March, maybe it was February. Taylor Kinney, who's been on the show Chicago Fired as a lead for like eight, nine years, a really long time. Like he's very rich off this show, like network. Speaking of residuals, like this is classic network TV, and he's been a lead for a long, long, long time. Taylor Kinney famously 
Chicago Fire, more famously Gaga's ex-fiance. Okay, this is why I'm always <laughs> endeared to him because he was engaged more to Gaga fam- for a long time. They were on that cover of W or V. He does seem like a pretty normal guy too now. Yes. Like he kind of like his post Gaga self definitely shied away from whatever damage she did to him, which I think was a lot. He kind of was like, I don't want to deal with any of that. I think ever it may again. have been like more like psychic damage. <laughs> That's what I think. No, yeah. I think like her fame power as like, cause he dated her like kind of in the beginning of the run. And I think as she got more kind of weird and famous, he was like, I can't be with somebody who is I can't do this. a character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, he was on Chicago Fire for a long time. Then they wrote him out really suddenly. He was like, I, I can't do this anymore. I have to take a leave of absence for a personal matter that he has yet to explain. This was in February or March of this year. Psychic okay? damage. <laughs> Psychic damage. The last time he posted on Instagram was 31 weeks ago in December of 2022. Before I think he had even announced that he was leaving the show because his last episode aired in March. Okay. This is his last post on the grid, December 9th, 2022. In this, in the like six months, seven months since this happened, people have started using this post as a way to like tell Taylor that they miss him, which is explaining mm-hmm. this headline, Chicago Fire's Taylor Kinney's last social media post is flooded with supportive messages. So there are comments like, thinking of you, Taylor, whatever is going on, you got this. I hope all goes well with you, Taylor. I hope you're okay. No one knows what's happening with this guy, but he just did like a Zoom to talk about Treat Williams and like... He's not dead, and he seems totally fine. He's just not on the show anymore. I think Chicago Fire fans might just be, like, confused as to what. Yes. Like, yeah. But also, like, what did happen? Like, him taking... That was, like, that's a very popular show. Like, it is kind of like, why did you take a leap of absence? Yes. And the thing about this image is that it's not, like, a selfie or a photo of a sunset or, like, a cute dog or, like, a meal that he ate. The unfortunate thing about Taylor Kinney's last Instagram post, which has become, like, the memorial for Taylor Kinney's character on Chicago Fire is that it's the edge of a bathtub. So it's a bottle of Dove Men Care. I think it's the stuff that's like shampoo and body scrub all in one. A bottle of Old Spice body wash, a highlighter, and a razor wrapped around the bottle is a Chicago Fire medallion. So it's like a weird bathtub photo. That's all we have to remember him by. Right. And even though this photo, which is actually kind of dark because of the Old Spice and the Dove's men care to kind of cursed soap items it it says no hashtag but yes 11 implying he's going to be in the 11th season but they confirmed that he wasn't going to be in it so all that we're left with is like a weird highlighter and very man-coded a very man-coded soap man-coded soap spread kind of the darkest soap spread you you could have like you enter a man's bathroom and he has Dove Men's Care and Old Spice and a highlighter and a razor and a charm from the set of oh my God. Chicago Fire. Like, I'm running. Like, from the door. Yeah, we're here. We're no, doing it. Because, uh, AJ, you've always been good to me, so uh, Thank you, I want to talk to you. Yeah. Well, first of all, you all look great. Thank you. Thank you. Are you excited? Nice New York night? Yeah, I'm so excited for him. His movie's coming out, and I just can't wait to see it. And I'm just super happy to be here with him. Now, do you all watch each other's shows? I've watched both of your shows, and I'm like, do they watch each other's shows? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I watch his show. You don't watch America? Come on, no, bro. I, no, I know. I just like this. Uh, yeah, I kind of, I kind of do those. Uh, I couldn't be more more proud or more supportive, and she's she's doing something that she loves doing, and I don't know I, I don't know how else you you support your your partner companion than to support them. So 
you know, hey, do your thing, honey. Ben Platt didn't get the memo. I'm so, this is so, I thought we were done with Nepo Baby stories. And this is like, this is actually worth talking about because it's like, dude, the but Nepo Baby like, conversation. I feel like I could have helped him. I, now right. I feel like responsible. Like I, and I just want to be like, but I want to like shake him and be like, this could be easy for you. This could be easier. This well, could my, be. I understand what you're saying. But my argument there is that he's had every opportunity to like take in this Nepo baby conversation and he refused to learn. So even if you had been like, Ben, Come sweetie on, pie, make it easy, make right. it easy for yourself. He wouldn't have done it. He seems very stubborn and he seems like yeah. he's got a chip on his shoulder Maybe. that will not go away. So this yeah. is an EJ Dixon uh, interview in Rolling Stone because he's promoting theater camp, which was like a Sundance kind of hit. And now it's like, out. people like it. People like seems it. It's good. I can't wait to um, see it. Uh, Looks they fun. sent us screeners, actually. You know that? I know. I I requested yeah, me too. mine didn't show up, and then I requested it. I wanna, I'm want i going to watch it. Uh, me too. So don't ask Ben Platt this one question. Can you guess the question? Because every Nepo baby gets this question now. And well, guess what? Well, they were like, what? you're the on the cover. You were one of the cover stars of the, of the, the you know, the AI-generated cover star of the New York Magazine issue that kind of defined the, the thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. the, the topic. And since that cover, every Nepo baby... In the country, basically, and many outside of it have realized the elegant and easy and sort of mm -hmm. conversation ending mm -hmm. response to the Nepo Baby question, which is, I'm grateful for all the experiences or for all the like opportunities that my family opened or uh, was able to give me. But also, I just feel like it makes me more um, dedicated to putting in the work to prove my value and to prove my worth, right. whatever it is. It's a, I'm, I'm bumbling it, but there's you get the also idea. Everyone gives that answer now. versions of that answer at this point. Mm -hmm. Like, there's many ways to say, there's many right answers. And there's many everyone, wrong answers, but there's many right answers. We've talked about this. We've stopped talking about these Nepo Baby questions because everyone gives the same answer now. And it's sort of like, I am appreciative of my parents, but I try to put in the work so that I can earn my keep in this very, very uh, sure. competitive industry, right? And you could even say something like, sometimes it's even harder to have parents in the industry because a lot's expected of you and I've mm -hmm. worked really hard to kind of, you know, to bring myself up to the level that they're that people expect of me. You know, like whatever, you yes. can actually flip it around a little. And the thing about know, those answers, brain. the Nepo babies have gotten so good at answering those questions that when they give those answers, the conversation moves on to the next topic because there's nothing else to say. What else can you say to something like, like that? Okay. Nothing. Yeah, the interviewer is not going to say like, so, actually, no. They're going to say, okay. Can you be EJ and I'll be Ben in this um, transcript? Or, you're gonna or be do ben. you want to be Ben? No, you be Ben. You okay, want to do ben. this. You're the one who wants to do this. You were on the cover of New York Magazine's Nepo Baby issue. I'm curious, what was your response to that? And what do you make of the whole discourse? We're going to skip over. <laughs> we're going to skip right over that if we can. No comment? And then can you be the publicist? <laughs> If we could just focus on theater camp, that'd be great. Thank you. <laughs> also, we only have one more question, please. One more question. Even though you just asked one question, we only have one more question, please. You recently got engaged. Congratulations. How are you? Are you doing wedding planning currently? Do you have a date picked out yet? Thank you. We're zeroing in on the big things and then trying to plant the flag far enough that we can take. <laughs> Planting the flag far enough is what Candy Spelling does with Joshua. <laughs> We are going to try to plant the flag far enough that we can take a kind of little breather. I think we are loving being able to call each other fiance. And obviously you only get that one time. So I don't think there's any rush. But we're zeroing on a, in on a time and a place and having all the Jewish mother discussions that go along with having a giant Jewish family and figuring out what our version of that is going to look like. Okay. The thing about this, I'm glad you put this in here. 
this line, I think we are loving being able to call each other fiance and obviously you only get that one time, is such a pre-planned canned response to a question about your engagement. Why can't you use a pre-planned canned response to a question about Nepo babies when if yes. you have half a brain, you should know you're going to get a question from that like that, especially from fucking Rolling Stone. You know, like I just also think like did they think that like saying we don't want to answer this is not going to get put in the piece itself at this yeah, like, point? Are you like oh, Sorry, God. Angelina, are you dumb? Like um, hello, Ben Platt. They're going to ask um, you about hello, being a Nepo baby. Ben Platt's PR person. They're going to put your publicist comment in the piece. Hello. In case you forgot, which is okay if you did forget it, Ben Platt is a Nepo baby because his dad is a famous producer. And also Ben Platt's dad, Mark Platt, was the producer of, guess what, Dear Evan Hansen. <laughs> I, think, I think that contrary to popular belief, just because we're both like white and gay, we're like actually pretty different. Like, yeah. I, yes, we did both play that role but i think um also as that, i think we get older we become like yeah. further from the like you know anxiety ridden twink that we played at one point that's in our right this is like vintage people there's like there's there's something so like well like, it's like vintage busy it's vintage busy philip scrapes knee from fallen nyc street while carrying ceramics colon there were casualties and it's just busy philip's like blogging they just essentially. literally <laughs> right they just like took her instagram and republished it which is just so funny I mean, she fell on the street at this point. It's like People Magazine. Like, I mean, I don't know. I don't do know how they're supposed to get People Magazine. Ben Platt do better. It's either it's either scraping Busy Phillips Instagram or literally showing up to uh, Braun Braunwin. What's Braunwin. her name? Braunwin Braunwin Windenburg's um, uh, engagement and like taking actual being the actual photographer for their engagement. You know what I mean? Braunwin. Yes. It's one or the other, I guess. So pick, you know, relationships. Lori Harvey, once again, is a master of media manipulation because <laughs> she's just good at, like, getting attention. She's been dating Damson Idris for a really long time, but people photographed her entering or leaving a restaurant around the same time as Quavo. Like, they were just spotted Classic. at the same restaurant. That's all it was. And so yeah. I think this was specifically a TikTok person that started this rumor. There was a TikTok person who did the whole green screen thing, like, Pay attention. Green screen reporting. Lori Harvey's leaving this. Look at this. Yeah. This is Quavo leaving the same mm -hmm. restaurant. I think they're dating. Mm -hmm. Lori commented on that TikTok. Did you see that part? Lori commented on the TikTok. No. LMAO, no. I was having lunch with my besties who were right behind me, aka in the photo. And then the person who made the TikTok was apologetic to her and was like, oh, I'm sorry for spreading Lol, fake news. Sorry for spreading fake news. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, so whatever. since that scandal Lori harvey mini scandal not even a scandal since that rumor Lori harvey has been spotted all over europe basically with damson address they're still Dampson together Idris. so okay, she's basically cool. taken this rumor and then turned the pops Spun on overdrive into press yeah. to well, but like the press that she wouldn't everywhere. have gotten because Otherwise. people already knew she was with him but now we're confirming that she's with him because there was like a question that she wasn't okay so the, the manipulation is like i'm gonna turn this bad press into really good press and just be spotted all over the place smiling and laughing and then we talked about Bronwyn Windenburg the most chaotic couple this couple the most chaotic I'm couple. obsessed with this couple because you have to believe you have to believe you have to believe that their friends are like all they do is gossip about these two all they do is gossip about these two yeah they're like can you believe did you see the Bronwyn's like, fiance Jennifer Spinner's um Instagram name is hashtag underscore blessed, but the blessed is spelled B-L-E-H-S-S-E-D, like blessed, blessed. And I'm sorry, these engagement photos are so 
bad. Speaking of do better, people, once again, do better. Take better better photos for these people. Well, they did the thing where they had the like, listen to this. After walking the High Line and visiting Little Island, Wyndham Burke took Spinner to 14th Street Park, where under the tree, a female-founded minority-owned luxury picnic company helped set up a spread for the two with macaroons, pictures of the pair from their year together, and a marry me sign. It was so beautiful and Jen was shocked when she saw it, says Wyndham Burke. I couldn't have done it without them. They made the day much more special. I love the reveal that it's Bronwyn. Who's the one who planned this? It's Bronwyn who's the one Are who Are you proposed. kidding? Of course it is. And also, of course it is. Why did hashtag blessed <laughs> use like the weird like proof image? It's the blurriest photo and it's your engagement post. Zoom in. Get the better quality photo. I see the better quality photo in people. Wait, this caption. Our love is fast, messy, pure, real, and made up of all the things I used to dream about. They were talking about, they wrote about them. They're like how they got together. And apparently when they went on their first date. Um, hashtag blessed was like I just wanted a story I was like it, it would be fun if I just like went out with a housewife it'd be funny and then they fall in love it would be fun it would be fun it would be fun and then you fall in love with them and then you have to like get engaged and it's a people exclusive and they're like what have I done <laughs> she has seven kids seven <laughs> children <laughs> she has seven kids seven Bella kids. Rowan seven Jacob kids. Seven. Kaden Curran Koa Hazel hey, hey Jeff. Jeff huge fan and I'm All really right. happy to was back in your life. Um, curious to know what was your reaction to the revelation at the OC reunion when Bronwyn tried to help Shannon's daughter get the good stuff? And did you feel like the rest of the women were unfairly ganging up on Bronwyn? No, I'm not. A, you know, I'm not a fan of of Bronwyn. I think she's uh, incredibly unlikable. I think that there's all. I mean, there was like one storyline after another uh, w- with her this season. I was wondering. How much of this is real? How much of this is staged? Um, I, you can clearly, we've, I've talked to this on the radio show, the tension is unbelievable. I mean, those women hate her. Those are, but, she, but, but then again, so does her husband. And she, she does not treat him well at all. I'm sorry. Messy. Messy. <laughs> I'm telling messy, you. Messy. Messy. The group, the group chat that Kelly and the group chat that Kelly and Jennifer, is that her name? And Jennifer are in versus the group chat that they're not in. You mean Bronwyn? Sorry. Who's Kelly and Jennifer? Why did I say Kelly and Jennifer? Oh, because I was looking at Kelly Benson. The group chat that Bronwyn and Jennifer are in is very different from the group chat that Bronwyn and Jennifer are not in. Yeah, well, their friends are like, best of luck. Best you of accidentally luck. text best the wrong luck. thing. Best of luck. Okay, Kelly Benson. Speaking of housewives getting engaged, Kelly Benson is engaged, which is kind of boring. Kooky. She's like back on the show and I don't even, no one even knew she was maybe dating someone. Her boyfriend of one year, Scott Leitner. I don't want to talk about Ollie Mers. Only oh, yes, Ollie Mers is kind of funny. Come on, Ollie Mers is hilarious. He married his girlfriend, who's a bodybuilder. We've talked about this before, but like, I just find them so funny. He's so much more famous in England and here. I don't think anyone's ever heard of him. It's so crazy to me. <gasps> well, they always forget what his songs are, and then I like turn on Spotify, like remind myself of what Ollie Mers' yes. music sounds like. It sounds like music for toddlers. It sounds like music that, like, when you yes. turn it on, your toddler shuts up. It's like, yay, and like bobs around. <laughs> if you go to the mirror, the most read stories are about his wedding. Okay, like it's insane. Mark Wright rubbishes feud rumors as he parties with Ollie Mears at festival wedding. Like, I guess Mark Wright, who I don't even know who that is. Oh, he was on The Only Way is Essex. Um, And he, I guess they had a friendship, but then they had a falling out. But don't worry, he attended the wedding. Then you have Inside Ollie Mears' fairy tale fairground wedding with Ferris wheel and vintage car on Essex Island. So I guess they had like a fair wedding or something. The voice star and bodybuilder tied the knot in front of family and friends a year after the singer got down on one knee. So if you've heard my new single, Die of Broken Heart, you'd have heard this lyric. Tattooed your name 
under my eyes. Yes, tattooed your name under my eyes. I know what you're thinking, and yes, I'm gonna do it. We're engaged, we're getting married next year. I'm gonna put Amelia's name under my eyes. So everyone knows you mind, Zach, let's go. Is it cool or is it gonna hurt? No, you'll be all right. Okay, ready? remember her name's Amelia, A-M-E-L-I-A. <laughs> I got you. Okay, right, you ready? We done. Oh <laughs> you didn't think I was actually gonna do it, did you? What's her name? She has a great name. I mean Amelia? Yeah. Oh no, she Amelia goes by Tank. Like... <laughs> Tank in the Bank. <laughs> That's what it her is. Her Instagram used to be called like Tank in the Bank, but then she changed it to like Amelia Mers. Okay, let's do Rita, because we already talked about Dalton and Ariana and blah blah blah. Okay. What was she wearing? Where was she seen? She posted what on Instagram? She's the Who Queen. Tens of people want to know all about the number one Who. Lindsay Bobby, tell us now. What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? What did you think of the album, Lindsay? It's out, you and I. <laughs> I mean, it's got a few good songs. What did you think? Did you listen to it in earnest, as you said? Yeah, you were I like, did. I'm going to listen to this in earnest later today. I did. And I was really disappointed because I really just expected. It's been so hyped, at least in our circles for such a long time, that I was like, I wanted this to be like, I wanted to be the guy who's standing it and be like, no, it's actually really good and y'all don't understand, but it's just fine. I was disappointed. I wanted it to it's be better. It's just fine. I know, me too. I always want to be defensive. I mean, there's a song on there that literally samples Eddie Murphy's party all the time. Like, it's giving weird, you know? It's a little weird. <laughs> That's a little weird, no? Look at me, they say that girl Why are we spinning party all the time? It's a bad song. It was a bad song when it first came out, too. Usually when you do a spin on a song, it's like a classic song that's like, I'm going to use this like, song's goodness. And literally like, on right, the album. And then she chooses a song that sucks. It's just like, even all the reviews are kind of like, meh. It feels very meh. There's nothing yeah. personal on it, really. There's nothing like, for somebody who has had a lot happen to them this past year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like none of it's reflected in this album. Praising You is the best album. And it's not even her song. Yeah. It's the best song on the album and it's, we've heard it already. It's yeah. number one on the dance charts. Do you know that? It's yeah. Don't Think Twice, I kind of like too, but we already heard it. Me too. You know? It's, Me it's, too it's, and it's I already heard thing. it. It's a disappointing thing where like, Phoenix so much better, music these days, I it's think. like, when they re when, a, when an album releases a lot of singles in advance of the album coming out, you kind of assume that those are the best songs and when that's not the case, you're relieved, but that is the case here. She just released the good ones before and then the other ones are just Do you think Phoenix sort of like, is a better uh, album too? Oh yeah, for sure. Phoenix is a better album, and so is her. I think I Don't Want to Be Your Friend is like my favorite song of the album, not counting Praising You, and Don't Think Twice. Well, she's doing the most insane run of press, which is good. Yeah. I hope that like helps the album, because I don't know if the album's going to help it, but the she went on Gogglebox with her sister. She's mm -hmm. all over the BBC. She's, you know, doing every... She's all over town, basically. The reviews are f meh, but what I was kind of... Uh, heartened by I guess is that no one's really mean to her you know like every review no. points out that like she's so busy like she's just she this music is totally you'll hear it and you'll think it's fine but like we expected it to be better because she just it's just what you said it's like she just got married this high profile marriage like her relationship seems really cool they seem like a cool couple why isn't this album more personal like why isn't this album a little more interesting 
do you think this album is also meant because she's too busy doing other things? Like it is, that is kind of like a good point to make. It's like, so many artists don't do as many things as she does for a reason. It's because they're like a little bit more focused and maybe that's something that she should like do. Not that I want her to. I love that she's everywhere. It would actually make my job harder if she stopped doing stuff. But mm-hmm. I just feel like there's a reason why, you know, th- this person laid it out. Let's see. Acting career, panelist, coaching roles on The Masked Singer and The Voice Australia, respectively. Voiceovers, big brand endorsement deals and running a betting, betting and tequila lines. She also got married. It's like, that's a lot of stuff. I mean, Phoenix is a great album. And I was willing to stand this and I can't stand it. I just can't. It's just very boring. I we can't even a lot think from of, her. like, you know what? She'll keep selling it. She will. Rita Ora flashes washboard abs as she goes braless in white knit crop top. <laughs> Rita Ora totally slays a nipple-bearing naked dress with her toned butt on full display on IG. Rita Ora puts very daring display in lingerie flashing beaded netted mini dress as she heads home from the Vogue X self-portrait party. Rita Ora commands attention in a pair of eye-catching cow print thigh-high boots and black blazer as she steps out in Berlin to promote her new album. Berlin. I kind of skipped to the end. Yeah, that's fine. She's everywhere. <sighs> We're done. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who Weekly. Keep calling in at 619 Who Them to leave questions, comments, and concerns for our Friday show, Who's There? Support us on patreon.com slash Weekly for bonus episodes, a Discord server, d- commentary tracks, newsletter sometimes, and more. You can also get the audio only, audio only, in Apple Podcasts. Like, just within the app, click subscribe, and you can get the audio only on our Sunday episodes. What else? Buy tickets to our tour. Who Weekly Please. us. Please. So many shows. Thank oh, you. Oh, my God. Come it's to our shows. be amazing. And, oh, thank you to Katie and Eric of the Who's for providing our Rita theme song on Tuesdays. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant, for researching and editorializing and giving us great lines like, she's defying marriage. And we'll yep. see you on Friday. Bye. Bye. You will say that. Future Lindsay here. A little secret future Lindsay at the end of the episode. It is 10.49 p.m. on Monday night, and I just got word that none other than Rita Ora is going to be on Love Island. Tomorrow night, there's a new arrival. Maya's back with the results of your vote. Are you fucking kidding me? You better buy her album. She's going to Love Island. Okay, bye.